Scoot, scoot. Scoot, scoot. Scoot, scoot. Scoot, scoot. Scoot, scoot. Hottest 100s and thousands, and we've taken control of your radio station. This is the podcast in which we talk about the songs that have been given the fuel, have been given the fire, have been given that which we desire, and have been deemed hot enough to be in the Triple J Hottest 100. But that's that's kind of secondary. Burning loose and clean. <laughs> Indeed. Mm, yeah. My name it's is hot. James Hetfield. I'm one of the four voices you're going to be hearing for the next hour or so. Joining me once again, Kirk Hammett. Yeah, baby. Jason Newsets here. Hey. <laughs> and Mr. Lars Ulrich. Jason Newstead won't be here for long, though. Yeah, what? Uh, what? Oh, you don't know way, how that story way ends? Way longer than expected. I don't like what, what I'm hearing. What was he, like, 89 it's, to, it's like, 2002? <laughs> yeah, That's a pretty good run. I'm also deflecting because I, I'm kind of upset I'm Lars. But, <laughs> but like, there's, there's no I'll winning Mattel. Says the guy who's Kirk Howard. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really easy for you to say, mate. Yeah. Kirk has cool hair, you have cool hair, you that's know. Slimy. I, on the other hand, picked James Hetfield because I'm loud and obnoxious and I really like goatees. So, yeah. I imagine that's the sound that everyone makes when they first switch on an episode Ooh. of Hottest 100s and Thousands. Yeah. On public transport. Yeah. Like, yeah. The boys are back. Yeah. <laughs> on the bus. The boys. Everyone else on the bus knows exactly what's going on. Yeah. yeah you, you, you give yeah, like someone the... says it on the bus and everyone's like, oh yeah, there's a new episode now. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 yeah. You do that yeah. secret Hot 100s and Thousands gesture that we all know <laughs> and then other people on the bus make it back to you. Let's just like, do it right yeah. now. <gasps> Exactly, yeah, yeah that, yeah, yeah. That, Great yeah, gesture. Yeah. All right, enough fucking about. Let's get into what is going to be a, uh, a fuel-tastic episode, my friends. But uh, we we have to, you know, it's like you're waiting around for the headliner. you got to watch the supports. you gotta, you got to get in there early. And uh, tonight's support act is uh, a little act we've talked about previously by the name of Baby Bird. Uh, this song's called You're Gorgeous 2. You're Gorgeous Up. You had a bad old man. That was 
Baby Bird with a song called Bad Old Man. Coming in at number 80 in the 1998 Hottest 100. And I'm throwing it to the baddest. The oldest man that I know. The baddest, the <laughs> oldest, and the manliest. Do you not know anyone older than me? That would be a weird life to lead. You're old as fuck, man. Okay. <laughs> Need, need we remind you that you have a child? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Probably lots, don't need to remind you. I don't know you if you've seen that. the world, but lots of young people have children as well. True. Yeah, just because they can't be bothered popping on a franger. The, the, the youth hate popping frangers. <laughs> they really yeah. hate popping popping on a franger. Yeah. It's one thing about the youth. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, oh, should I spend twenty bucks on a franger, or should I spend like seven thousand dollars on a? You're buying luxury <laughs> frangers there, my friend. Still, single gold, premium franger, gold, yeah. gold line <laughs> franger, single one. I'm not that fucking bougie <laughs> darling like, would you fetch the franger <laughs> so, yeah. sorry darling I left all the frangers in the chateau <laughs> but yeah come on guys Nathan you, yeah protection um, okay sure yeah um, so you, we you talked- don't want a baby bird like come on <laughs> so we talked about baby bird back in season 4 your mm. gorgeous came in at number 10 yes which massive hits yeah. I think big, I'd never heard it well I'd kind of I can't believe you guys hadn't heard that. That was like one of the big like one-hit wonders yeah, of the 90s. Totally. We, we pointed out that the main way that we heard it was because it was selling children's Panadol. Yeah, you know, yeah, totally. Stuff like Which that. Which I have been snorting. Like, <laughs> I've been railing that shit ever song. since. Yeah, yeah. And because it's just for babies, it's probably like, that's okay, Dad, heaps of it. Like, and, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. that's how the math works for the medicine. Checks I'm pretty out. sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're giving great advice on science, sexual health science. and just regular yeah, health. Yeah, yeah. This is a medical podcast. You heard it here, Raking baby pandol, good for you. <laughs> so between uh, then and now, I've actually read a fair bit about Mr. Steve Baby Bird Jones. So my friend David, not this David, different David, uh, sent mate. me a feature on him in The Quietest. It's very interesting. It's super interesting. It's fascinating. So before you're gorgeous, Baby Bird was hailed as this kind of lo-fi wonderkind. Like, he was getting comparisons to, like, Beck, Ray Davies, uh, Manic Street Preachers, heaps of people. He was just, like, there's so much hype for this guy that was making all this really cool, dark, lo-fi tracks. And then he put out Your Gorgeous... And sort of got courted by a label and released, and it just blew up like way bigger than he ever could have thought it, and honestly, way bigger than he ever wanted it to. Because overnight, he turned from this underground guy with a lot critical of hype darling. around him, critical darling, totally, yeah. to a one-hit wonder. And you can't undo that. And you once mm. if you if you're a one-hit wonder, you don't get to go back to making all this really interesting, critically acclaimed music. You can't unhave a hit. You can't. It's really interesting him talking about it because he asked if he'd ever imagined people would un- misunderstand the kind of the darkness and the irony in your gorgeous. He was like, I had no idea because I was singing the whole thing, whereas most people just went for the chorus, which you do with all music. You know, they say that so long as you can hear the drums and the chorus, you can sing along in the car and that's all you need. And it became pop music, whereas for him it was never pop music. Wow. And that's crazy. And so since then, he's been amazingly active. He mm. pumps out music like nobody's business. He's he's recorded under a bunch of names, Baby Bird, Stephen Jones, Arthritis Kid, Black Reindeer, Ways to Die. He releases everything through Bandcamp. Like his Bandcamp has like hundreds of releases on it. And it's all this really cool, lo-fi, stripped back electronica with fairly simple structure or whatever. And he just he just pumps it out. But he's never found any way to sort of get back into the world that he started in because of your gorgeous. Like oh, yeah, all the heat yeah, world. Yeah, all the heat world, exactly, yeah. 
because like you know as soon as you look at your gorgeous at all and we did like it doesn't it doesn't live in that world either mm. no but i've listened to a bunch of his recent stuff and it's really cool and it's just like wow what a career like how how bizarre that's, i think this is a great song for me, I was like, oh, I get it. Like, I get why you could be excited about this guy in the 90s. This is such a, like, mm. cool, really stripped back track. But I love the arrangement. And I think, like, it's just so dark. It yeah, really, really dark. Yeah. By the end of the song, it's pummeling away. Like, the lines about getting the rapist on the chat show and everything. You're like, this is intense. Like, there's no way this could be a pop hit. It's just, it's really just dark because of its insight and its reality. Yeah. Like, you're listening to it going, I don't know exactly who you're talking about, but I know the kind of person that you're talking about in this, in this song. Just to like do like a brief overview of the of the lyrics or whatever, like how would you describe it? It's just about... Savage. Yes, yeah, savage. Uh, it's about like a very successful media personality who is a terrible abuser of, of I guess, like his family and, and also, like, I don't know, it's just... It's really the kind of song that you could picture being released in the current climate. Yeah, it people, resonates. Yeah, with like Weinstein and Me Too and stuff like that. Like it's super, mm. all of those kind of abuses of power of powerful men in media was like an open secret, right? Like, yeah, like was it Jimmy Savile in Jimmy the UK Savile, a few yeah, years ago? Yeah, like, the whole lot of stuff notorious like BBC pedophile. Like all those kind of things were kind of like, if you were in the industry, it was kind of just like, yeah, that's just the way it operates. Okay, you, no one likes it, but whatever you do, your fucking job. It's like, so obviously he knows about this. Not this is like... Maybe just because his narrative is very interesting, so perhaps I'm projecting here, but like after your gorgeous gets really big and then he knows about what the music industry is like, and then this yeah. is the this is the first song on the album this is from. Like right. yeah, very bold right. choice. Yeah. It and feels like, very pointed. Yeah, like yeah. there's no way this is getting on top of the pops. Yeah. <laughs> By the end when it kind of like degenerates into that kind of like garbled, deconstructed sound, it's a real just like, yeah, look, this is like fuck you, man. Like I'm not making your gorgeous again. Yeah, I feel like this is like maybe like a, just a foot outside proper outsider music, and this is not quite there because he knows how to write pop music, so he still has that foot in that world. But it's fascinating shit, right? Like it was halfway through before I remembered that it was the same Baby Bird. I'm just like, yeah. oh my god, it's the guy who wrote "You're Gorgeous," and then obviously reading that or remembering reading that quietest piece that we'll post when this goes out as well. It's a great read, just like super weird follow-up like and obviously knowing what he's like now it makes perfect sense yeah like i don't love this song but sure. I, I really respect how cool it is writing this kind of song it's like eat your masters right like you're biting the hand that fed you yeah like, yeah, it's totally. like, yeah and it's really like really it's really respectable in that way and like obviously like musically it's very much on that like the tail end of trip hop being like a sound that could be commercially viable i guess yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. fascinating yeah. shit yeah like that tail end outsider thing or whatever but also like to me it's one of the interesting pieces where music intersects with more written literary kind of work and yeah. you know i always find that really interesting when music mm. manages to play with that line or occasionally like cross over it because again like it's I'm going to say something similar to what I did when I talked about No Aphrodisiac mm. um, the number one of last year's countdown it's kind of like a short story it just happens to have some music involved yeah, definitely. or a portrait even those other kind of artistic expressions are certainly paralleled in this in song form I think I'm like you Andrew I think I don't love it as a song but I respect it mm. the thing for me is that I spent most of this song just being like, you, you know when you're like reading indirects on Twitter and you're just like, oh, who is that about? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, this piece of shit, you know, oh, you think you're so good because you've got a hit single. It's just like, 
Who's had a hit single recently? <laughs> Shit. Who had a hit single then? Who was, who was convicted? Da, 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 da. Like, piecing it all together. Mm. Like, it feels like a wild goose chase. Like, it could just literally be this fantastical thing. Mm. But it sounds so specific that I'm just like, who the fuck is this about? Yeah. Like, it's, you, you it's can't just come out know. and do that shit. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine? It's just like, Harvey Weinstein's a fucking creep. <laughs> Here's all the facts about it. <laughs> One. One. <laughs> Be a good, like, Animaniacs likes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Harvey, Harvey Weinstein's Mr. Memes. Holy shit. It's like when you listen to anything involving a one-hit wonder that isn't their one hit, where mm. you're, like, finding out more about them. We'll, we'll definitely have that later on in, uh, I think, this episode. A bit later on, uh, where we'll be talking about a non-hit from a one-hit wonder, where it's mm. just like, oh, you totally did other shit. <laughs> That's always the thing. You go yeah. on those Wikipedia pages and you, you see, like, present, and you're like, present? Yeah. <laughs> Eight albums? Eight? <laughs> yeah. Two in Australia last year? Yeah, it's just like, oh, shit. So, oh. are we to infer that Triple J played this? I yeah, think sure. they definitely did. They were. Yeah, yeah. I, Dude, I reckon this is the youth that would have gotten around it, station. for sure. But, I mean, like, is this a youth alternative song? I reckon it is. I reckon it's really yeah. cool. Musically, like you said, it's tied to very contemporary genres. Mm-hmm. And then, lyrically, it's it's really dark and countercultural in the way that it's, it feels like it's approaching this very uncomfortably explicit point. I guess it sounds like not wanting to, like, throw shade on, on the youth of the time or no anything. No tea, no shade, no lemonade. But I, I feel like it's a little bit, like, sophisticated and thinky. It's, it's not as... You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's yeah. the impression of the song that Too I kind of get. the morons. Mm. From like, eight, the massive fucking divs of 98. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're talking about, like, you're gorgeous. It's like, if you can understand the chorus and you can hear the drum beat. This song, if you if all you can get is the chorus and the drum beat, I mean, I don't think there is a chorus, really. You know I guess, I mean? No, not really. Yeah. I do so, think that Triple J's alternative chops, at least then, position them able to play songs that would ask a bit more. I guess yeah, so. okay. Mm. Yeah. But no, no, you're definitely right. There was a lack of in- intelligent stimulus. I mean, look at what we're about to deal with. At number 79, it is the dipshits with... <laughs> hey, don't you talk crap about the dipshits. I love that band. <laughs> At number 79, this is Grinspoon with Don't Go Away. at number 79 in the 1998 Hottest 100 with Don't Go Away from Guide to Better Living you know it's the Grinners Mm -hmm. Mac you've gone away I have also I've not though Uh, yeah like you said single from Guide to Better Living same album that uh, had uh, Dead Cat Times 3 which we spoke about last several Dead Cats yeah Yeah. definitely cut from a similar mould that kind of hard and fast 
very fun rock. It's so great seeing this compared to the first couple of Grinspoon tracks, how much Phil and the crew like are evolving as songwriters. Their cohesion as a band is so much more present. They just like clearly rocked this one out really fucking well. There's that great bit like, partway through, like and there's that instrumental bridge and like there's like the solo as well. Like both of those do what Grinspoon have always done really well, which is like blur a line between post grunge and punk rock. And like when they're mm. at, like in this early stage, they start obviously going to create more complex songs in the latter part of their career. But here, they're just young and they're having heaps of fun with this track. And I loved this when I was a young kid as well. I thought this was a top tune. I still think it's a top tune now. This is probably the first Grinspoon song I remember really loving as a band. When I'm like, oh, Grinspoon, that's that band that I like that do that song. Yeah. Nice. So though I have a very big attachment to this song and I didn't know it was going to come up in this countdown, so I'm just happy that it's here, Aww. lads. Yeah. I kind of get it, like... Particularly from the verses, like a regurgitator vibe. Yeah, there's definitely like kind of yeah. formula or a super straight style. Gurge. Yeah, the like I could okay, see yeah. that in a gurge song. Sure, which I'm, I mean, now that you, yeah, now that you say and it, like, yeah. like you said, it's, it's that evolution of Grinspoon. It's it's nice seeing them, which we said as well in in Dead Cat have more fun with the sort of musical tropes that they're playing with as they're feeling more licensed to experiment and play and have yeah. more ownership over it. It's great. Working not just as a, a band who know how to write a song that's better, but like just as a band of people that have been spending more time together and they know each other's rhythms better. Yeah. And it really, I think it shows off in this, like particularly with the bridge and the solo break. Yeah. yeah. Even just the way that the vocals in the chorus are layered and produced, like that's very, oh, here's the grin spoon that yeah. we're going to see in the next few years yeah. as well. Here's where the money's going. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Dudes, oh. I am so about this song. Yeah, I exactly. am good, crazy good. about it. That tone is thick. Yeah, it is good and thick. It yeah. is, it is, it like is thick tones. and yeah, like a snack. He likes some of those open-house ring while he's playing a bit yeah. of that melody. That know? is and the thing that really... There's that, like, that high wail across yes. the top as well. Yeah. That, this is it. That, that, that harmonic feedback that goes through the whole thing. To me, it just communicates the idea of speed. Speed. Yeah. Like this is this is a high velocity ballistic song. This yeah. is like being shot out of a cannon and flying through the air. That is just the image I get when I listen to this song. And it's, and it's all Pat, man. Like all that- of the focus on, on Grinspoon is invariably on on Phil, right? Well, he's a very but, dynamic front Yeah, totally, front but person. Pat is a fucking great guitar player. Mm-hmm. Especially because yeah. primarily, like, 90% of Grin's songs are one guitar songs. One of the things that blew my mind, like, one of the first couple of times I saw Grinspoon was when I saw them playing Ready One. I always thought that was a song that Jamo played guitar on as well. But no, he's doing both of those bits oh at the same time. Like, racing from one end of the fretboard to the other. I'm just like, you're a fucking weapon! There's, there's something to be said about the fact that Grinners have never had a lineup change. It's been the same four dudes since uh, they they formed back I love, in... I love that when fans do that. Yeah, it's yeah, best. yeah. In terms of Australian music, they're one of the longest lasting bands to, to have never had a lineup change. No one went away. Ah! Uh, they heed their own advice. Yeah, it's a song to... It's a threat, maybe, <laughs> yeah. to other members of the band. Just wow. kind of yeah, like... Do, do as yeah. we say and as we do. I mean, after this long, they'd all have a lot of dirt on each other. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. That- so, like, hey, mate, if you think about it going away, there's an Animaniac song <laughs> already happening. Ready to fucking go. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh. there's already one. <laughs> I am nailing the Grinspoon song punch. Oh, you are you are yeah. all over it, man. Thank you. We've talked about Grinspoon a couple of times before, but like are you across this record at all? I am getting across this record. Y- yeah. I have I've found nice. myself like uh every now and again turning to it sometimes as like fuel for a gym sesh. I've I've had a, a couple of gym Sorry, sessions. Sorry, is what for a gym sesh? <laughs> 
And I tell you what, there's been a couple of magic moments where I've just been right before I'm doing like the big set of the day. It's like, do you want to be a champion? And I'm like, oh, fucking hell. Yes. <laughs> that, that weight's going up. Like... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, real good. Something that Grinspoon do so well. It's just like energy, 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 energy. And I think in this case, like the don't go away, it's an energy that's coming from both fear and desire, but it's palpable. Mm. And it's, and it's again, just like that high velocity, that, that energy you're burning as a kind of, uh, I don't know, what's the word? Uh, something that burns, unleashes a lot of energy. I don't know. I can't think of. You take it in and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like. I feel like engines would use it. Probably. Um, Gasoline or something. Yeah, but I think that, that'd be that a type be like, of... Yeah, that's type of... I thought we are thinking of. Yeah. The word escapes me for now. I, I don't know. Maybe there'll be something to remind me later. There's probably not a word for it yet. That's why we're coming up against this <laughs> yeah. difficulty. Yeah, certainly not in the music sphere. <laughs> <laughs> so not, not really one that's used. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get to the joke? Huh? God. Was that your Christoph Waltz? <laughs> that was pretty good. If it was good, then it was. <laughs> Get this up your gullet. It is time for the fuel double down. Are you motherfuckers ready for the greatness? How could I For be? the chaos that is about to ensue. This is one of my favourite sequences in the history of the Hottest 100, in the history of charts. <laughs> as long as charts have existed, few things have gotten me as fucking rock hard as the two songs that we are about to talk about back to back. What about in the history of just, like, sequential things? Or in the history of so sequences. So as soon as there was a second thing. Oh. <laughs> I imagine that happened quite quickly. Yeah, well. I don't know, actually. <laughs> you know, the history of the universe is millions of years, so it could have been, like... One thing for just ages. Yeah. Was it? I don't know. There's either one thing that's still happening now, and that's, yeah. that's it. That's, that's oh, the still universe. on the first thing. Yeah. No sequence yet. Well, that's the, either that, yeah. or... There's been heaps. Or the moment after the Big Bang, there was a second thing, yeah. and that was movement. Yeah. Shut up, nerds! <laughs> <laughs> this is Fuel with Shimmer! She calls me from the cold Just when I was alone Feeling short of stable all the chintons And all she keeps inside Is in on the label She's the, she's the shame Can she take me for a while? Can I be a friend? We'll forget the past Or maybe I'm not able And I break and the bend We're here and now Coming in at number 78 in the 1998 Hottest 100, that is a song called Shimmer. I feel like you've got a lot of stuff to get out of your system right now. Ah, I'm on the bus, I'm coming back from school, and this song routinely is on the radio every single goddamn afternoon. 
This is a Power FM song, my friends. Yes. This is this is one of the biggest alternative rock hits of the entire decade. This defines post-grunge to me. Yeah, let's take those strained vocals and those quiet, loud, quiet dynamics, but let's also make it a big fucking pop song as well. All the grunge, like actual grunge songs that were hits were not written to be hits. The main difference between grunge and post-grunge is post-grunge knows they're onto a fucking hit. They know they're writing pop songs and Mm. they don't shy away from it. And there's such a magnetism to that. For every shit-ass dude in leather pants that puts several M's in front of the word yeah, you also have just remarkably constructed songs. And for me, Shimmer has always been that song. Like, obviously, the pronunciations and everything is naff. Like, I remember all the older kids on the bus, like the year year 10, year 11 kids, like, they'd always go, Lavender and Cream! They'd, they'd see how long they could stretch out the cream! They'd always just, like, fully ham it up when they were singing it on the back of the bus. Classic year 10. Yeah, Classic right? year 10. Kids today are doing that, but with Zanny rap. That's yeah. just sad. I don't yeah. really care if you cry. <laughs> let's let's be really cool about what we say about Little Uzi Vert. <laughs> <laughs> let's be really cool. Yeah, he could be in this that. room. He's so small. <laughs> Regardless, I'm in this room. <laughs> little, little Adam dude, Buncher. Big I, dude, room. I like that song. Oh, I voted for that. <laughs> it got in. Yeah. Welcome. You're, welcome. You're welcome. Welcome, Uzi. Yeah. <laughs> Mate. This is a incredibly constructed song. Like, you do not get a second with this song. There is no intro, there is no like build up, there is no anything. You are straight into the song. But you're also you've also got the teen spirit dynamics. Just vocals and guitar, you're just like, okay, the full band isn't here yet. And so when the full band kicks in it's got that much more impact. That's such a huge kick too. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's that is, <laughs> like, that is right into that they don't even bring it in for the chorus, which yeah. is incredible. There First are so many points where you're like, here it comes, yeah, here yeah, it yeah. comes, and they always hold off. Yeah, 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 and it's amazing. But you know what is in there? Yeah. Put a cello in there. The which strings. Sounds fucking beautiful. The Bit strings do add to Glycerine, Glyc- I think. Glycerine! Yeah, I got... Glycerine! There's so many bush vibes in this <laughs> yeah. track. Right? It's totally the exact middle meeting point crossroads of, like, live and bush. Yeah, Everclear. This is where they, all, they, all, they all come together they and... hang out and be fuel. Yeah. <laughs> I've just always been completely blown away by this song like for a while there that went years without hearing it on the radio or like even thinking about it and then I know it just came up a couple years ago and I was just like fuck I remember everything about this song like we've been I guess talking about like associating songs with a time and a place and all that sort of stuff and to me you know Shimmer is intrinsically linked to my childhood and like paying attention to what was on the radio and like everything that kind of comes with that so Anyone will just be like, oh, you know, like his vocals are terrible or it's just super cliche or just anything like that. I'm just like, no, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. I will just ride for this song. I will continue to ride for this song because this song gives me everything that I desire. You were very uh, cogent when you said that post-grunge knew they were writing pop hits because I think that with this song, the the or maybe I'm not able is so like easy to sing oh, along yeah, yeah, to. Yeah, like, exactly. It's real fucking 90s yeah, radio every, rock. Every, every bit. It's hooky on hooky on hooky. Yeah. Like, like it's just so accessible. This song has accessible. two choruses. How can a song be so hooky that it needs two choruses? <laughs> Here and now, will we ever be again? 
That's yeah. fucked. And this was their first single as a band. Right? And I, as I've said a few times, I love it when starting things are like thesis statements. And this is just so like, this is what Fuel do. Leaning into it, cocking your hand, guitar, rock music. Deej, I'm with you. I remember it from my childhood as well. And oh, I, same um, in a big everyone way. Everyone did, right? Big, big mm. way. Honestly, the last time I heard it, like in preparation for this episode, I, I think maybe I was in a bit of a mood and I really vibed with it. I'm like, yeah, man, I get it. Like, I like he, he got me with his emotional hook. Uh, I didn't expect you to, Mr. Fuel. Um, <laughs> yeah. I get it, man. I, I, I like this like I like bush music. Yeah. Like, I've gotten so into bush because yeah, of this podcast. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sure you're the only one. They get hey. the hundreds of thousands bump as they're trending That's on social up. media. Um, there's something about this that just when you don't distance yourself from it with the fact that it's so dorky and like so like... Mm. overtly masculine cliche if you just allow it to wash over you you're like you know what there's an emotional pull here and I, 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 I buy it it's like, so sentimental yeah right it's, it is it's, it's sweet it's yeah. sincere it's, it's just like that mix of the sweetness with the energy just pushes it into a completely different thing to so many other similar bands like mm. Bush and mm. and I, mean, I think Everclear probably gets close mm. with some of the songs because they've got that real kind of sentimental lyricism and yeah. and there's still the hooks there as well but this is just like really feels like the next step you know we we started this kind of thing with Nirvana and 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 Pearl Jam and Soundgarden mm. and then mm. moved on to bands like Bush and Everclear and it's like this is just a new band being like yeah we can do this like oh, I, we know ma- how to make this work someone somewhere just felt a cold chill go down their spine when you implied that Nirvana evolved into Bush and then Bush <laughs> evolved into Fuel <laughs> but like I think for the radio they did yeah yeah like, in terms of the sound yeah, oh, yeah yeah it's just funny to imagine yeah. that, that you're being blasphemous to they're all just nerds. they're all just good bands yeah, <laughs> yeah. some are just better than the others is all I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm sure Nirvana would have loved to have had it like this. Are you with me, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. You with the crew? It's 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 hard because like my reaction, your reaction to nostalgia is really pure, Andrew. And that when you come up against it, it's just kind of like you just lean into it. And for me, it's distrust. Well, the thing right. Right. nostalgia this is, is a like... hugely nostalgic song for me. But for that reason, I kind of the critical area of my brain that normally kicks in so strong is just kind of like. A little it's bit more, it's it's more hesitant and because like, it, it, gets confu- it gets confused. It's yeah. just kind of like, but we like this song. Historically, mm. we like this song, and it's like, yeah, man, but we have to try and evaluate it. Yeah, it's you're like, like yo, <laughs> I, I don't know. Because when you that's the thing, right? Because when you like things before your critical faculties develop, yes, and then your critical faculties develop, and you go back and you're like. This baby food is terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, I was like have I actually carrots? Have I, have I already mentioned this in the fucking podcast when I bought rusk sticks to see if I could eat them? What? No, no, what? Food, what are you yeah. talking about? You know, what the fuck is a rusk <laughs> stick? Uh, you know, yeah, you know, I remember musk sticks. No, 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 are you no, trying no, to say musk stick? The thing that you buy for babies is like really, really firm compressed bread. Oh, hang on. Yeah. When did you do this? Like, when did you well, buy like Tuesday? No, I was in my twenties. Like to see it's you eating eat it. rusk. Yeah, it's a rusk I've got this shit it's on for, Google right it's now. It's when your teeth are coming through. Yeah, it's not <laughs> food, it's a tool. No, no, it's bread, man. You buy it in the supermarket. It's bread tool. It's a bread tool. Yeah. It's, not a, it's not bread food. Well, anyway, I bought one to see if I could eat it. <laughs> bread tool was my Pretty nickname hard. in high school. <laughs> like, turns out. What that, would you give it out of 10? <laughs> oh, well, a one, right? Like, because it was, it was <laughs> inedible. Because it was an inedible. Like, or, if, or maybe a tougher man could have eaten it. <laughs> My friends, I am happy to announce that banana milk teething rusks are available at the Woolworths 800 metres away from this studio. <laughs> Excursion <laughs> time! I'm not eating a musk stick. Rusk stick. <laughs> <laughs> 
have mate. I'm not eating either of them. Yeah. Free isn't very good for like it's gym. Not, it's, it's, like, not it's not keto. keto. It's not keto friendly. No, the no, rust stick. The rust sticks aren't keto, yeah. so I can't have it. Yeah, it is, It'll kick it me is right pure out. carb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is one carb. <laughs> um, but here's the thing, right? Like before your critical faculties evolve and you like these things wholesale, and you like them when you get older, you're like. Oh man, there are faults in the songs that you're that you nostalgically associate with that, but like you can't. That's the thing, right? That's like I like so many punk shitty songs that I wouldn't like if I heard them for the first time now. In the same way that like a rusk stick tastes bad yeah. as an adult. But but even I think it's it's not so much that the thing itself is bad. It's just that as you get older, you're like, oh, this is very good at what its aim is, yeah. but I can now assess its aim. This is a superb pop rock hit. That uses grunge influences, right? And and like you know brings like a real like sentimentality to it, but a real energy that pushes the song through. Heaps and heaps of vocal hooks the whole way through, and you're like, that's great. But then as an adult, you can come to it and be like, oh, but that's what they're aiming for. Is that something that yeah, I give that's, a shit about? that's not. I don't find that interesting in the same way that I find something else interesting that's pushing I mean, into new territory for a different reason than having a hit. Is it too strong to say? It, it, you know, it doesn't respond to needs in the same way, like as, it, or, or perhaps it couldn't. Like maybe, maybe like it's not so wrong to respond to music or to look at music some ways through the lens of like what what does this give you that you need? And I think like as a teenager, I came to this because I needed that easily accessible emotion. I needed that outlet. I needed that catharsis, and I needed it to be delivered in that accessible way, but with the dynamics that really kind of energized me as well to kind of push those feelings out, which is what this song really does. It like, it, it, it generates the feelings, but then it propels them as well. And that is like a need that I definitely needed music to fulfill for me when I was a teenager. But now perhaps it's, Somewhat more cerebral, as an adult, as drugs and alcohol for that. <laughs> well, but it could even just be a case of just like the energy I have, even just to, to speak kind of weirdly esoterically or whatever. Maybe it's not a push, but it's more of a circle, or it's more contained, mm. or you know, I need to build that in a different way. Um, but I can yeah, still enjoy just, it now. I think I have I have less of a strong nostalgia memory. attached to it as, as you three, but I can still enjoy it now by just letting myself indulge. In what the song's doing, like, Th- that was how yeah, I approached sure. it this you time. Know, with like, this listen, popcorn movies are great fun. Like yeah. it doesn't, you know, not every movie has to be Godzilla, for instance. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Which fuel feature so, on the soundtrack for? Yeah, like, what really? Yes, fuel are on the Godzilla soundtrack as well. Yeah, baby. This song, different song, different song, different song. Damn, lavender Damn. and <laughs> done. <laughs> Okay, number 77, this is, uh... Uh... Oh, yeah, that's right, it's Metallica, motherfucker! This is Fuel! Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire! Paint me dead. And 
Fuel by Metallica. Coming in at number 77 in the Hottest 100 of 1998. Thus concluding our one-two punch of Fuel. Thousand monkeys voting for a thousand songs. (laughs) Eventually we'll put together... Fuel. A band called Fuel next to a song called Fuel. Yeah. Who's stepping up? Who wants this? I've got a bit for if, if I could lead with the bit. Oh, uh, please. Look, go nuts. Written too late to be Metallica's heyday, written too soon to be in the Fast and the Furious soundtrack. That's my bit. <laughs> thank you. Oh, oh, that was worth it, Nathan. Thank you, that was thank you. very clever. Well, I, I know. It's like, I'm all right with that bad boy. Well, not it's, all mine. Okay. Shall I start? Yes. This song is fucking amazing. Yes! Let me explain. Because I know that in the past when I've talked about load and reload era Metallica, I've been uncomfortable. I think that's probably the best way to describe it. (laughs) I mean, fair enough. It's a mix of blood and semen. Fluids. They make you uncomfortable. And so does this era of Metallica, honestly. But this song just pushes the agenda to such a ridiculous height and honestly, it just creates something ridiculous and great. I agree. This song is fucking slap riff city. It's insane. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like the riffs are just like are so goddamn meaty and yeah. <laughs> what they are that they there's no room for you to argue. It's yeah. just like no. Nah, if you if you like riffs, this is a good song. It's like it's, it's like because like the other load and reload songs that we talked about, we're trying to do something. They, you know, they were trying to do various different things or whatever, or they were having a little bit of a ballad or like memory remains or whatever was still kind of riffy, but it was it just it just didn't quite push things far enough. This is like pedal to the metal, like foot all the way mm, down. Nice car. Well, like, but, that's, but it invites that <laughs> because it just right, embodies it- that so purely. And honestly, like looking at the lyrics... I pay the lyrics. <laughs> headlights, head on, headlines is a really fucking good line. <laughs> it's, but the thing is, like, everything about it is just pure id. There's it's, nothing yeah. above that. It's just like, it's been memed to death. He give me fuel, give me fire, give me that much I desire. Yeah. But the way he delivers it and then it follows it up with that fucking yep. riff, it's like, yes, 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 yes. It's yeah. spectacle. Yeah. It's, it's you're in the arena and there are literally cars smashing into each other yeah. and, everyone, and there's fire shooting up and everyone's having an amazing time. Yeah. Like, that is... This song entirely, like... It's just an assault from the first fucking seconds. It, it absolutely is. And you, you have to embrace the beating. And, but, it just, it, and it just, <laughs> but it just communicates cars so well. Like, it just sounds it's like just... cars. This is a song about cars, and you can tell. That riff is cars. The yeah, beginning like... is... The way it, like, revs up. The way it just, like... You can hear it. In the, the lyrics... It's just about it's, cars. Uh, it's, the video. It's, on, yeah. it's about cars, guys. It's on the soundtrack to Cars too. Is it really? Hell yeah! Yes, I swear it. <laughs> Chicka chow, <laughs> Chicka chow indeed. Hey, uh, it it actually was the theme song for NASCAR. Yeah, obviously. Unsurprisingly, right. like this, this you, you you would be a fucking fool yeah. to not use this in any I, sort I, of I'm car. I'm legitimately event. not surprised there isn't a part in this song where he goes, "Hot Wheels in the way." <laughs> <laughs> like, did NASCAR not commission this song? Like, this is just such straight up American muscle car yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, like that's I, the thing. I, I'm glad I, that I, they I've did. I've used this as, just as a descriptor in the past. A sports montage rock. Yes, it um, is that because that is this song, right? It's yeah. American yes. car culture. Yeah, like the like the, the violent competitive part. Of American car culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly why it's not a commissioned song, because that would be impure. This is just like James Hetfield loves cars, probably. I imagine. Probably. I imagine he probably <laughs> oh, no, no, no. thinks cars six. are pretty good. 
if you didn't want to have the experience of sitting behind a muscle car or a drag racer or you know fanging around really loudly and fast in a in a in a car, just listen to this song because I think it is the musical equivalent of that experience. Well, if you don't want to have that experience, you just skip the song. But if you because this is the well, experience. You, like, okay, no, you wanted to have the experience, but you don't want to do it in a car. You want to do it with your ears. Yeah, right. <laughs> Like when you're like, I'm going to drive to the shops. I just feel like going for a nice drive. And you stay perfectly still and listen to this song on repeat for 20 minutes. Your wife's like, where's your groceries? And order food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, order fedora. Don't worry. There's definitely a person who owns, like, I don't know, a Prius. <laughs> like, That's true, yeah. As if he's, person who owns a who Prius. Is, who has listened to this song. Picking up the kids from school. Yeah, yeah. like, Or a Tarago van yeah, yeah. or something. Like driving in a 40 zone. Yeah, yeah. Give me fuel, give me fuel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that because I imagine James would be very mad about it. <laughs> Lollipop lady comes out and is like, oh, the steady on. So just- <laughs> and he's like, no worries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How are you doing, Bevel? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's Beryl. <laughs> Bevel. No, it's Bevel. Yeah. Oh, that, that's Bevel from Bingo. Oh, great, yeah. I'll say it. Hey, Bevel, Bevel from Bingo! <laughs> yeah. Bevel's like, oh, I love that Metallica song. <laughs> they have a bit of a chat Clark. about it while, <laughs> while they're waiting. Yeah, waiting. yeah. Kids are crossing. So he has a normal name, but she has to be Bevel. Bevel and Clark. Yeah, Clark. 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 <laughs> Bevel and Clark. Clark, are you going to get the groceries? Yeah, I am. Just let me let me bring my mixed CD of Metallica's Fuel on repeat for the rest for the full 80 minutes. <laughs> it's already in the car, hon. <laughs> oh, of course. I picked the kids up yesterday. So in Adelaide, uh, in like February, March, the Adelaide Fringe Festival is on and the Adelaide Festival, which is like the more prestigious international is this going to lead to the Clipsal? It is going to lead yeah. to the Clipsal. Yes. Because Clipsal is on at the same time. Hell that's yeah. an expanded brain meme there. Well, but, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Fringe Festival. Festival. Like, <laughs> I haven't been uh, to Adelaide at that time of year for several years now, but I took a show there with Applespiel years and years ago. And it's a very weird experience being an artist... Uh, and putting on a show and wandering around. All the while, there's this, like, distant buzz of car racing. And then at a certain time of night, your seeing shows and hanging out with other people experience is ruined by hordes of car heads coming in and abusing people. Wow. Yeah. So, th- I don't know. I don't like this song. That song was mean to me. That, that thing was equal parts. I'm um, like, there's many ways to interpret the discourse here, Nathan. Let's, let's go through a few. Okay. One... You're hung up about your our shared history of being massive nerds in high school, mm. and anybody who is into more masculine, traditionally masculine <laughs> activities, intimidates you. Uh-huh. You're classist yeah. because you're doing like a bougie thing, like the performing arts, and yeah. they're just driving cars. Yep. Another way to interpret the discourse uh, is that I don't like my no, queer no, no, friends no, being beat up. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That um, that you are like you don't like the fact that like soft, sensitive, non-normative people are being harassed and abused yeah. by yeah. blokey misogynists. Yeah. So um, that's yours to vote at home, viewer. Or we'll create a Twitter poll whether Nathan's are a nerd, a classist, or an ally. Yeah. <laughs> I know at least two of those things. <laughs> Try and guess me. In conclusion, mm. I feel like if you're going to get behind any song from the Load Reload era. It's going to be this one. Yeah. Like, this, this is the Me one Me personally, that, or the editorial you? The, edit, the, royal, yeah. the, royal, the royal you. The royal you. The queen. If the queen was going to be yeah. like... Yeah, probably. Charles, whack on some Load and Reload. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, they're the worst albums, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a weird shift though, because like so much old Metallica. Uh, shift. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, it's a weird gear shift. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So much of like the really classic and and hallowed Metallica. Yeah, is all about such big ideas. That's true. Yeah, you know, there, there's such like outside of that, and I think we've seen over the last few tracks that appeared in Countdown, they can't do that anymore, or at least not to the same level of success. Hmm. Or at least that maybe they're struggling to or whatever, and you know, just trying to reassert their identity or whatever. And I, and I don't know heaps of Metallica. Maybe there maybe there's like three songs about cars on every album for all I know. No, uh, I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I think that's about extremity because I think it's much easier to sell a huge idea through extreme music, which is why I think metal hmm. is so often about really large ideas or really large concepts. Whereas I think now they've traversed more into hard rock. So potentially that's why this is working is because yeah. it's the genre itself is just smaller in scope in terms of the ideas that it plays with and there's still an element of extremity there like obviously the, the, the like everything about the song is is this experience pushed to the extreme absolutely like but it's the, the, but it's the, extreme fun mm. you know what i mean like this this is just like this is a song about enjoyment. This is a song about pleasure. Yeah. I know it's a, like used as a car term like originally, but now it's just a metaphor for anything that's energetic. But like high octane is the only way to describe the song. It is firing on all cylinders. Like, and there's a reason yeah. that the car metaphors are so successful here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. Because, it's because streets ahead. It's streets ahead. Yeah, yeah. It, it's turned right on red. Yeah. <laughs> I also like the fact that... Um, just a brief overview of uh, the mechanical workings of a car. Fuel is pumping engines. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's always good where music can uh, be educational at the same time. I, I, yeah, just, I, the history of the internal combustion engine just as it goes. I would just say, I think they didn't push that enough, yeah. frankly. Uh, you know, they didn't talk about the role that pistons play in it, for example. Mm. Could have had a verse about, you know, more mechanical workings, perhaps a breakdown spoken word part. The, 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 the shift between from a pre-industrialized world to post-industrialized world that Henry Ford helped bring about with the Model yeah, T and yeah. the industrialized nature of the workforce it. and how that led to an alienation of the workforce itself and that's problematic in its own way yeah, but Andrew, what are we going to do ride horses comrade. <laughs> I would love it's gonna if, be. if car mechanics had like mnemonics that they could pull from this song to help them be Explain. like oh how do I do this thing? oh right of course as yeah. James says yeah <laughs> yeah please write in if this is you or leave, a, fi- or leave a five star review on iTunes and tell us if, uh, <laughs> if it's not <laughs> if, uh, if, if Fueled by Metallica caused you to start a now profitable motor mechanic uh, business. <laughs> I, I don't love it. Yeah. Oh, I, I, okay. I never purchased it. But no, it yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, you get the corn. You barbecue it. Yeah. Butter, butter. lime juice, salt, and a little uh, bit of paprika. I was gonna say, where's the paprika? Where's yeah, the paprika, yeah, yeah. dude? I got you. Yeah, yeah. I got you, man. You know what? That's I'm how about. you go. You know yeah. what I'm about. But there are much nicer things at the barbie. That being said, if you put butter, lime juice, salt, and paprika on anything... Anything, it goes. Yeah. I, that's the thing, right? I'm here for the toppings. Not, yeah. yeah. I'm not here for the corn. Yeah. Shut up, nerds. At number 76, it's Marcy Playground. This is St. Joe on the school bus. Hanging around <laughs> on a school bus. St. <laughs> Joe, he said he's never been dressed.
Playground coming in at number 76 with the song St. Joe on the School Bus. This is a revelation. Yeah. Mm. Marcy Playground have another song. That people liked. Apparently. Liked it up. They had more than one song. This is a breakthrough. The I song... think we're the first people to discover that. <laughs> so the, the song, of course, that we're talking about is Sex and Candy. Hanging round. Marcy Playground have got to be one of the more remembered one-hit wonders for Sex and Candy, mm. right? Yeah. Like, of the 90s, at least. Um, so this is the first of two times that we're talking about them. This is obviously the less successful of their main two songs. Yeah. yeah. Or in countdown terms, the first. Yeah. <laughs> That's the order it is. Sequence. Um, I love a exists. sequence. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is well documented. I was looking them up for this. Uh, apparently they're still active. Um, <laughs> to present. Well, you just like, come on. You, guys, <laughs> you, seemed, no, you seemed upset about that. Yeah, apparently they're like, still active. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Seemed yeah. troubling still to at large. Still at large. <laughs> yeah, still at large. They're an alternative rock band from New York. This, I think, is quite ordinary middle of the 90s rock music. Uh, you know what this immediately made me think of when we were talking about it? Going back to Nathan's thing earlier, saying like, ah, oh, yes, the evolution. You go, First you have Nirvana, and then you have, you know, Bush, and then you have... Sometimes you have Nirvana, and then... Nirvana. Well, in, in <laughs> you know, in any evolutionary branch, uh, some branches don't make it. Evolution's not designed. Yeah, exactly. It's fortune. It, it, exactly. Yeah. Right. It's the, pure chance. This was de- Marcy Playground's definitely a lateral move yeah. from Nirvana. Yeah. Yeah. It's the vestigial thumb we never needed. <laughs> yeah. This really contextualizes sex and candy for me, like sound wise. Yeah. I'm like, oh right, like because I came across Sex and Candy as a child. And when did you hear the song first? (laughs) (laughs) But like, hearing this on the radio as a 10 year old, you know, and everyone I knew as well, like you, the song's funny because it says sex. It says the word sex, yeah. I had no musical context for it. So I don't know, hearing this, I'm like, oh right, I have a much better idea of who they are as a band. Yeah, this this is the music you guys make. Yeah. Yeah, at least at this point. I Um, love it. Yeah, it's like, that instrumental bridge this is so essential to 90s rock music. A little bit of variation from the norm, but there's not nearly enough to make this a memorable track. I actually don't mind the way his voice is very, like, that kind of drawl. A little bit like uh-huh. John McCree from Cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That kind of, like, non-there, just like, I'm it's singing. It's yeah. yeah. The most pleasure you get from the song, or the most pleasure that I got from the song was, like, hearing a song that wasn't sexy yeah. candy like is that it's just that discovery always good because um, it's just like otherwise it just sounds like Nirvana but like caring too much about not caring and well, they, they just- do care they care about this kid on the bus that's getting bullied this is almost like this school system being like ah oh, kids like Nirvana what if we made a Nirvana but they were going to talk about anti-bullying and eating your lunch and everything and <laughs> And not eating too much candy? I hope that doesn't get mistranslated somehow. Wow, that's much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What if instead of like talking about, like, I wish I could cure your cancer or whatever, you sang about, don't pick on this kid? Mm. Ah, that's much better. That's the thing, right? The most interesting thing about this song is that we now have heard another Matt Marcy Playground <laughs> yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And having... It's, all, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like... But there's nothing I would actively praise. Yeah, I, like the, I like the Mary. That's kind of catchy. It's, ca- it's catchy, and, yeah. and like if you like the sound, it does the sound fine enough. But but this also like seventy six is not. Well, it's in the cows now. It's, it's, it's not ninety six. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is, it's this not seventy seven. Yeah. One the, of the, the three number. Marcy Playground singles that have charted. This got in at number eight. This peaked at number eight on the US alt rock charts, the alternative charts. And uh, it peaked at number 31 on the Billboard Hot 100. I just don't know what to believe anymore. Yeah. Mm. I can uh, see it. I, I mean, because, you know... that people liked. I'm sure a lot of people probably really like this album. 
But uh, yeah, no surprises what uh, what the other song was. And uh, yeah, it only charted in the US. It did not chart yeah, sure. here in Australia. I love um that kind of the the reality that like just as an example, like uh, NoFX's Franco and American was playing on Saturday Night Live. It had some major airplay. It was like a charting song. Got the hottest 100 too. Yeah, and for some people that will be like, oh yeah, no effects, that one hit one, the band of Franco one American. But to me, I'm like, they have a huge influential part of yeah. 80s and 90s punk rock. Mm. And like, some people, I'm like, oh yeah, my spoken out Sex and Candy band. And there's somebody, because they're still active now, so I'm like, no, no, they have a really great discog. They're worth checking out. I reckon there's out. someone out there listening to this that is fuming. It's just like, how can you not know Marcy Playground? Th- yeah, this well, was a huge album. Blah, blah, blah. You know what hit us up? But no, this was a this was an interesting investigation into uh, another song from yeah. a band we assumed only had one song. <laughs> it answered a question that I didn't consciously know I had, but of course I did. Yeah. What other songs in Marcy Playground have? And what do they sound like? Bit like bit like this. Yeah. Turns out that school bus was for all the friends we made along the way. <laughs> yeah. School buses have been a big feature on this episode. Please let this be a normal field trip. With the frizz? No way. <laughs> That brings us to the end of yet another Fueltastic episode of Hardest 100s and Thousands. Thank you to Fuel BI for having us, and thank you for listening. Very, very much appreciate all the fire that you are giving us. You're the real fuel. You are the real fuel of this podcast. Before we get out of here, we are going to pick our fuel favourites and our least fuel favourites. And continue the ever-continuing story of our carryover fuels and our carryover chumps. For my uh, best for this episode, I I really do have to give it to to Shimmer. And uh, they are going to be my new carryover champ. It is decided. Least favourite, I guess, just by default, I'm going to go with Bad Old Man. I like all of these songs to varying degrees. That one had the least impression on me personally. My chump remains Brand Van drinking fuel in LA. <laughs> so I'm going to give it to Grinspoon. Don't go away. I'm going to make up my new champ. Nice. Yeah, sorry, oh, cool. yeah, I think it's a lovely track. Got nice. a lot of good memories for it. My least fave. I'm going to have to give it to Marcy Playground, not because it's a particularly egregious song, but it's just not that impressive. Yeah. But of course. The chump remains the particularly egregious Brand Van 3000 <laughs> drinking in LA. My favorite song was Bad Old Man, Baby Bird. But I think I'll keep Jebediah's Benedict as my champ. Uh, least favorite, Marcy Playground, uh, but Brand Van 3000 will remain. My favorite song was Grinspoon, uh, Don't Go Away. That was the best in show. And it's also my new champ. Hey, hey, hey nice. Nice, dude. My least favorite, but again, not a song that I didn't enjoy, was Bad Old Man. Um, but my chump firmly remains Brand Van 3000. It's so bad. I kind it of was forgot, so shit. forgot really, how bad it was. It's so you bad. Go back to it. I've definitely had like the, the chorus in my head more often than I want. Just, to re- just And it's just a refresh on hatred. Refueling. You could say that. <laughs> you definitely g- could. Give you that which you truly do not desire. <laughs> that, is, that is accurate. We will be back very, very shortly for more Fueltastic songs from all over the world. Until then, on behalf of Mr. Adam Butcher. You're here. Mr. Andrew McDonald. Good night. And Mr. Nathan Harrison. Bye. My name is Fuel. Everything is good for Fuel.
and air mixed together form an explosive mixture. The basic job of the engine is to convert this explosive energy into motion. To contain the explosion, the engine uses a cylinder and fitting snugly within the cylinder, a piston. Inside the cylinder, an electric spark ignites the compressed gasoline and air and the hot gases from the explosion push the piston downward. The crankshaft then drives the rear wheels through various machinery, which we'll see later.